What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! My lean's gone cold, I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all 3.5 clouds up my window And I can't see it all And even if I could, it would all be grey But these racks stack up too tall And it <laughs> reminds me that it's not so bad It's not so bad Yeah! <laughs> What? Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. <laughs> Our lean went cold. We're wondering why. Why is my lean cold? <laughs> <laughs> was it all Wait. the ice I dropped in the double cup? Why was my lean hot in the first place? Uh, lean is a dish Microwave best served cold. Microwave <laughs> a cup of lean, because I'm so fucking hard. How's everybody doing out there? We're back, and we back, and we back. Uh, my new song, Legends, is yo, screaming yo, now. Heck, you're a legend, dude. Yeah. Uh, shout out, by the way, to uh, Brayel. You may recognize Brayel from a little YouTube video rap we did many years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It might have been like eight years ago. People don't forget. Yo, <laughs> you maniac. People don't forget. Um. Yeah, when uh, I don't even think it was during that shoot, but when we were in Cali sometime, we had seen him again. He came to some shows of ours. What's Always been called? the homie. I'm wearing a Krusty the Clown hat. Shia LaBish. Shia LaBish. Really dumb name for uh, a song that's probably yeah, better than that. Why Why did he do that? I don't know. I think he was like in the new in the nerves huh, at the time. <laughs> he was in the nerves that week for uh, rapping. I think. Anyways. Oh, right. He went on like Sway and pretended to freestyle. And right. then some guy came out and was Swag like. Swag jacked some bars. Um, I wrote that. Uh, so anyways, uh, Brayel actually came up with the Acura Legend line many, many years ago. And it just now uh, was morphed into a song. I DM'd him and said like, hey, uh, I released a song today. Thanks for. Uh, <laughs> I never oh did. Oh, my a God. Hey, Brayel, I never did a slam dunk before. Thanks for the boost. <sighs> Cable guy, go ahead. I'm looking up uh, the lyrics on Genius for Shia LaBish. Yeah. And they're always just wrong. Whoever annotates our lyrics are always... Clean the shit out of your ears, dude. What's it say? Remember my... my uh, I had a line, always half in the bag like your favorite bowling ball. How could somebody get that wrong? Always half in the bag like, like your favorite bowl... And a ball? Or bong. <laughs> what terrible. Like your favorite bowler bong. Y'all been jacking my swag. Talking jacking swags. Yeah, dude. Rachel Dolezal. Shia LaBish, Rachel Dolezal. They're all guilty of it. Um, I like that I said, we shift shapes and monkey around, spin plates, call me Krusty the Clown. You like that? Did they get that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, years ago, pre-COVID, saw Brayel in Cali and... Uh, he must have thought of it because he just came up to me. He's like, yo, I got a joke. Uh, what's Acumental's favorite car? Right. And I didn't know where he was going with that. And he's like, an Acura legend. Nice. Never heard of an Acura legend before never that. Never even heard of the other Acuras. Wasn't familiar. I I've think never they seen a Blue Duck before. The Acura legend in the 90s. Yeah. It's, uh, 95 is when they discontinued the Acura legend. But it was, up until then, a luxury automobile. Goddamn right it was. It's Acumental's favorite car. Right. So anyways, um, the, the idea... Top speed? 135. To, to make the song Legends and the chorus itself. It had nothing to do with that. And then when I started writing some verses around this Sandlot ripoff, this Heroes Get Remembered, Legends Never Die idea, right. I was like, oh, I could write some like legendy stuff. And and I remembered that Brayel told me that. And I was How like, much? oh, dude, it's the perfect line. And it's the one line out of everything that people are like giving me all the pats on the back for. Like, dude, that flip was crazy. What percentage? Like, I didn't even really come up with that one. Of the stream revenue does Babe Ruth receive oh dude uh let's Babe see Ruth estate hmm, let's see what percentage of 800 streams <laughs> could i give to the babe ruth estate 
That's another thing, man. Follow Acumenal. You want that? <laughs> Follow me on Spotify. Uh, that's that's my primary mission right now, and not just because I want you to hear legends. It's because uh, I have some other stuff I'm working on too, and I have no following on my my solo pages. So right. these are all kind of like bartering chips. It's a bar. Bars, emphasis bars, on bar. Rigid, bro. Uh, I see you. But anyways, I have another song. It sounds <laughs> nothing like Legends. Uh, the complete opposite style, in fact. So um, just trying to inch my way towards some sort of following on Spotify so that I can drop some more stuff in the future. So hit me up there. Check out the song if you haven't already. And if you have, do it again, please and thank you. Yeah! And if you want, you can also purchase it. For a dollar, the high, I mean, I'm gonna have to give the Babe Ruth estate a little of that. Right. But it's on Bandcamp. Go to our Bandcamp, and uh, you can always name your own price there, which is something we don't mention often enough. I would love it if people did that for all of our releases more often. You know, and just go if you want to buy Mumble Rapper, and Mumble Rapper is a dollar, but you love it and you want to support us. You can maybe name- like that caller recently who was like, I don't want to put my card on file for the Patreon, but oh, I want to support. Dork. Why don't you go buy a single on on Bandcamp, and if it's a dollar, pay three. Or five, or a million, if you love it. So that's another great way to support us uh, financially is to just buy the music outright on our Bandcamp page. So it's all there, including Mumble Rapper, including Legends. Could, could I name the price like twenty cents? Mm. Does it have to be over God, a dollar? Too, why would you even pose the option to give us? <laughs> why would you put this twenty percent of what in we're these asking? Broke scumbags' heads. When all we're asking is one dollar. Uh, but yeah, Legends streaming now. Thank you uh, for listening and whatnot. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Junkyard next Friday, you guys. That's exciting. The pre-save link for that is in the description. I don't even believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, there's still some doubts underlying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is going on? You have your laptop up, like you're preparing to. to no, yeah, I'm read just me something. Reading the leans gone cold. Uh, right. Um, it's g- literally genius. just. They just, it's the same chorus, except they sing My it. lean's gone cold and shit is litty. <laughs> punched in a couple But of, I can't slime at all. <laughs> I've got too much riz. But I <laughs> ate and left no crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> why does it got to be like, why do you got to remake everything with, with slang? That's what we got to do. Dido didn't use slang. Yeah. Dido just said that she was sad at home, and your picture on her wall makes her feel better. Uh, yeah, that's She's what She's not I've... like, what's 90s slang? Yeah, she's not like talk to the hand and it's all different. Or what's up? <laughs> How does it go? No, you had it. <laughs> no, if there was like he also uh, he calls her ditto in the song. Fucking idiot! I should have. I've I never mispronounced nothing when I was rapping. Should have rewritten the Sandlot quote to be like heroes get remembered, legends never cap, right or something. Yeah, you more should modern. Have. <laughs> um, so people would have liked it. Streaming now. <laughs> Streaming now. Streaming now. Follow Ekman on Spotify. Um, Dido in the original version sings, "My tea's gone cold." Well, that's why. Yeah, I know. That's why. I remember. Right. That's why. What? What? What are you saying? Well, that's why he says his lean's gone cold. Is there something else he could have said about his lean being cold and not say that it's gone? Or maybe cold? write your own fucking song and not ah, punch. Not, not only rewrite. Not, not even, rely on a hit from twenty years ago. Not even rewriting the song. Rewriting a word in the song and no. then saying the bitch's name wrong. It's like playing in a band like Dido. I think that's balls. Say Dido, dude. I think he's got balls to do that. It's like, yo, I'm going to steal your song and say your shit wrong. Now, here's the thing, though. Fuck Dido. Dido's getting that payday, too. Yeah. She's the Babe Ruth estate of the fuck. proverbial legends in this equation. You're right. She so, likes it. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Call me whatever you want. I, Ray Shmurmur. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. So no. you said it. Ravage Swimmer. So there are a, a number of obituaries this week. I feel like maybe we should head that a direction. All right, people died. People died. We need yes. to drink. Yes. Uh, let's cue the music. Somebody died. Now we're pouring one up in their memory. Me and Term got drunk on Saturday. And when I say me and Term, I mean mostly me. And we got very kinky. Oh, my God. I, I, don't, I don't remember getting home. You don't think I was drunk? I've, I just I don't remember getting home. <laughs> Neither do I, and I drove. <laughs> you remember. I do. I remember being at your place after you drove back there, and then I that was it for me. <laughs> yeah, long story short, our, our silly friend was periodically 
uh, upping his mushroom dosage all night. Yeah. While drinking. I, that's another thing. I had probably like 12 alcoholic beverages over the course of the whole night, and I ate a couple of his shrooms, which I didn't need. And so, it wasn't enough to break through. It just made me sweaty and anxious and a little more fucked up yeah. than I needed to be. So we go see our uh, my roommate's band. Yeah. Uh, and afterward, he wants to buy the whole band a shot and like their girlfriends. The whole band's like, can we We have to split a shot? So, <laughs> so he goes up with his saucer eyeballs. <laughs> and, and he's drunk. He yeah. is drunk too. Yeah, but he's you know he's someone who we've seen like in the most despicable depths of drunkness. Oh yeah, and, he was keeping it together just fine. I thought. And this isn't despicable. No, but he is drunk. So he orders ten tequila. <laughs> it didn't help that he walked up and was the guy ordering, "Give me ten tequila shots, right, just for me." So cut off. They cut him off immediately. Right. Which I said. He's like throwing a hissy fit. I'm like, the guy did you a favor. You were about to spend eighty dollars on a bunch of strangers. Right. That's in his character, though. He's just a nice right. guy. Always wants to, you know, buy you so a shot. So naturally, he storms off to a Chinese restaurant and buys eighty dollars worth of food that we all ate at my place, watching Rush Hour Two. Yeah, beautiful, pretty fine. Love it. <laughs> Fuck the band. Uh, my my belly was twisted up the next morning. Yeah, I that, took though. a shit. That Dude, was a shit. Singular? Like, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Dude, I took. I spent the first three hours of Sunday just shitting. I took a shit, I took a nap, I took another shit. That was the first three hours of my, right. I guess, quote-unquote consciousness on Sunday. My morning dump Man. clawed its way out of my asshole. <laughs> it barged like a, out. Like Ace Ventura uh, <laughs> 2. the rhino, yeah. <laughs> That's how I shat Sunday morning. Um, Anyways, who died? R.I.P. to the Academy Award winning legend? Let's do it. Alan Arkin. We are going to oversaturate. I didn't oversaturate. know that this morning. I looked up obits. Alan Arkin passed away, I think, Friday. Yeah, I didn't know it either until I saw like uh, my home screen when I turned my TV on. It it just like shows you things that are new ads, and it said in memoriam, you know, little sunshine, little Miss Sunshine's uh, streaming. Right. But it said in memoriam. I was like, so fucking who Tony died? Coletti died. Yeah. Uh, I, Alan Arkin. Even before he died, I was thinking like a few weeks ago. Uh, like I should watch that movie again because I saw it once when it came out, it's and a good movie. somehow it's been like almost twenty years since Top that movie came out. Five Alan Arkin films go. Oh, dude, I don't know. Uh, I was like just looking at his page too, and I can't name a single one more. Think of your top five Tim Burton films. Right, he was in one of those. Was he in uh, Scissorhands? He's the dad. I haven't Eddie seen Scissors. that in a long time. Maybe yeah, I, I already started with Ed Wood, but now I'm gonna have to just go back and watch. Even the ones that were would be in my top five Tim Burtons, I, a lot of those I haven't seen in a decade. It's uh, Alan Arkin and Diane Weist are the parents. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm mm. watching what Edward Scissorhands again soon. It's it's on the docket. Uh, Catch Twenty Two. You ever see Catch Twenty Two? No. Directed by Mike Nichols. No. Adaptation of the book. I still haven't seen it. Every line is a Catch Twenty Two. It's a very fun movie. Okay. Uh. Little Miss Sunshine, he won Best Supporting Actor for playing the heroin-addicted grandfather who makes the kid dance yeah, to Super just, Freak in the pageant. I was just trying to recall if that was a good movie. Like, I should watch it's a great it movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. I'll go as far as to say... Did that win Best Picture? It's that a great year? movie. Or just the actor? I think the only award it got was Alan Arkin for Supporting Actor. What year was that? Like maybe late 2000s? It maybe got screenplay. I want to say it was 2006. Right. Little Miss... Soon, 2006, because I'm a genius. Right. You didn't just see that recently looking it up for Alan Arkin's death. No, never. <laughs> yeah, it did win two Oscars, so I want to say it was screenplay also. I, I gotcha. don't, It was not picture. Um, 2006. Let's see if I can jog my own memory. What would be best picture 2006? Why don't you just tell me what two Oscars it won? Uh, I'll never do it. Anyways. It won exactly what I said. Screenplay... And Best Supporting Actor. Uh, that was 2006. The Departed 2006. won Best Picture along with that. Best Director Martin Scorsese's first mm -hmm. after a long, tenured career. I remember when he won that like 17 years ago. I remember thinking like, bullshit, it's just a legacy award. You know, like they should have given it to him for three other films, as if it's not one of his best films. Exactly. And now looking back, even even not now, a yeah, couple they years later, him ones before that. The Departed grew on me so so strongly people, after that year it came out. People acted like it didn't deserve Best Picture. He just I first of all, like he didn't get an Oscar for it winning Best Picture. He didn't produce it. It won Best Director also. Right. He got that. 
But people acted like it didn't deserve that, and they're just doing it because of his career. Yeah. It definitely 100% deserved it. I loved the movie at the time, too, and I was still like, it was bullshit. They're you know just making it up for... Yeah. Best editing gone to Thelma Schoonmaker. That was her third. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is about Alan Arkin. Born in Brooklyn to Russian-German <laughs> Jewish immigrant parents, his family moved to L.A. when he was a child. Arkin attended Bennington College, but left to form the music group The Terriers, what? in which he sang and played guitar. The group didn't stay together long, but had a hit with The Banana Boat Song in 1957. All right, here comes The Banana Boat Song. Uh, he then went on to become founding member of the Second City Improv Troupe, Damn and brood. also... I didn't know that. The Terriers got no monthlies, bro. Founding member of Second City, and also continued to record music, including several children's albums with his group, The Babysitter. Ah. The Babysitter's going to be a much harder group to locate. Uh, but acting was also a passion, and Arkin won a Tony Award for his Broadway debut performance in 1963, the 1963 play Enter Laughing, and a Drama Desk Award for directing the 1968 play Little Murders, which he also directed for the big screen. Anyways. Um, my number two Alan Arkin film, Slums of Beverly Hills. Classic. Mm, I know I've seen that, but... Yeah, when I was t- 20 years ago. Uh, Marissa Tomei, see your boobies. Wouldn't remember. Natasha Leone, you see her stand-ins boobies, because I don't think those are actually Natasha Leone's boobies in the movie. It's a really good movie. It's about like a, a insecure coming-of-age girl in like the 70s. Alan Arkin's her broke-ass dad. Number one Alan Arkin film on my list. You know what it is. Is it a Woody Allen movie? It's an adaptation of a David Mamet play. Oh. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Right. I should have been able to name that one. Oh, yeah. He really doesn't contribute as much as the other actors. I was going to say Hannah and her sisters, but that's Alda, not Arkin. Yes. Right? Yeah. That is. I'm proud of you for knowing that. Well, I almost didn't. <laughs> I was like, is it Woody Allen? Where are you going? You're actually what? wrong. It's your favorite one. You're actually wrong. It's Crimes and Misdemeanors, says Alan Alda. Right. Hannah and her sisters. So, so you're not proud of me no, no. more? No. <laughs> Terrible job. <laughs> Most recently, Arkin was nominated for uh, Emmy, Golden Globe, and SAG Awards for his comedic turn in the Netflix series The Kaminsky Method. Uh, fellow actors, including Viola Davis and Patton Oswald, pay tribute to Arkin on social media, yada, yada, yada. Ooh, what did Patton Oswald How old, how old was this fella? He's an old guy. I'm going to guess 80, 80. Well, I already gave you the 80 part. Three. Nine. Fuck. Oh, dude. Um, I guess we could. We we always start with the juiciest one, but uh, we should move along because there's there's a number this week. All right, well, pull up for my boy. I'm working on it. Pull up for my boy. All right, where are we going next? Where are we going next? I got it. Here we go. This week we said goodbye to a sexy old bitch. Who would strap dildos to her chin? Sue Johansson. Term, take it away. I don't know anything Remember about Sue this. Remember Sue Johansson, the old lady on TV that would talk about sex and dildos and stuff? Mm. We'd have sleepovers and you'd see this old lady on TV talking about dildos, so you'd keep it on that channel? Right. All right. No. Who cares? Sue Johansson died. Moving on. Yeah, Melina, what do you think we're doing in yeah. here? My fiance seems pretty heartbroken <laughs> hearing it from the other room right now. Oh no, Sue Johansson's dead. Comment, babe, comment. <coughs> yeah, I know. I thought she would have died 20 years ago. Yes. I thought it was a typo. Negative. Summary. <laughs> uh, what are you, are you trying to take a shot? Yeah, Melina wants to take a shot to Sue Johansson. All right, go get, a, go get a, a, a third shot glass. There's only two. I think she here. was a really big deal to uh, young women growing up in the 90s. You know, to see this old lady. I was a Dr. Ruth guy. Talking about flicking her bean and, and dildoing and stuff on TV. And she's like not embarrassed at all or nothing. Right. She's very matter of fact about sexuality. All right. Well, I guess let's let's try and let's loop one more in. What's one more obit while I pour these up? Okay, I got it. This week, 
the world said goodbye to the oldest Nobel Prize recipient who had a kick-ass name, Johnny B. Goodenough. <laughs> he received a Nobel Prize at the age of 97, and he died this weekend at the age of 100. Can you turn it up just a little bit? Perfect song for John Goodenough. You recognize it? You know this? Look at him right here. Good enough. Good enough. Cindy Lauper, the Goonies. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when Josh Brolin gets like tied to the chair, I thought you were gonna play Marty McFly at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. No, be good. No. I, I mean, on this day in history. Back to the Future did come out. Wow. 47, eight years ago? All right. Well, I got you. Something like that. In 2019, John. No, wait. My math's off. 1985. Good in the one. Uh, still active in research at the University of Texas, Dr. Goodenough became the oldest Nobel Prize winner in history when the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences announced that he would share the $900,000 award with two others who made major contribution to the batteries development. He invented, like, the uh, the rechargeable battery. What's his real name? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his government name? His government name is John B. Goodenough, bro. Good enough is That's his just last not name. good enough for you. <laughs> Dude, good enough is not his fucking name. You don't think so? No. Yeah, 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 Cheers. Yeah. Hardly knew ye. Ugh. You're not feeling those shrooms, babe? Not only is his government John B. good enough, but the B? Ugh. What do you think it stands for? Little tie-in to barely, Back to the Future. Barely good enough? Michael J. Fox. John Bannister Goodenough. Nice. Bannister, Michael J. Fox's last name in the movie The Frighteners. I know. Frank Bannister. Hell yeah. What was the other one? I was killing time. Other what? Good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sue. R.I.P. Sue Johansson. R.I.P. John B. Goodenough. But we're not done, are we? No. I'm shutting this song off. I love this song. Yeah, apparently. I love the Goonies. All right, moving right along. <coughs> this was my butt yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is me after the Chinese food. <laughs> it was so good at the time. Like, eating it, I was, like, so glad he, he got splurged. 18 crab rangoons. 18 of them. Thinking of you again. It's the most and wonderful I had thing I had my share. Has ever done for me. Uh, unfortunately, is with heavy hearts, the Palmer Squares report that this weekend we lost Darren Drozdov, pro wrestler whose career was cut short by a broken neck in 1999. We actually have a couple of personal tie-ins Draz. Uh, his neck was broken in that match by a one D'Lo Brown, who's the reason we always accredited like our friendship starting. No D'Lo Brown, no Palmer Squares. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I would do my D'Lo you Brown You wouldn't have impersonated impression. anyone, and I wouldn't have liked you, and that would have been it. Right. So uh, I remember at like a third grade sleepover or something, I was doing my D'Lo Brown impression, basically just shaking my head from side to side like he would do when yeah, he would walk put, to the ring. I had this uh, cylindrical record holder it held singles yeah. i still have it you had an uh and it has a Eliz lid elizabethan collar <laughs> <laughs> it has a lid that was kind of like d'lo brown's african hat and you put it on your head and then did the bobble thing i was appropriating as early as age nine uh <laughs> i was from the zulu nation yeah one won my heart <laughs> um so yeah d'lo brown was in a, a match with draws that had paralyzed him and for many years i I like mistook that fact and thought D'Lo Brown left the WWF for being paralyzed. Right. But no, he did the paralyzing. Yeah. And I had read uh, already. Um, I had that already read. D'Lo and Draws uh, stayed friends for many years, Aww. and Draws like never held it against him for basically making his legs never work again. Right. Yeah. He never was able to walk again after that match. No. And actually. Um, <laughs> This morning, I watched Beyond the Mat. Nice. The WWF. It's really not WWF documentary. It's just a pro wrestling documentary. Right. From like 99. 
It's got um, all your favorites. McMahon Family, Stone Cold. I right? love Beyond the Mat. I saw it in theaters mm. with uh, Sean Radcliffe way back in the day. And in the in the documentary, um, they document like the recruiting process. Or I didn't know that Jim Ross, Jr., the announcer, was also the VP of talent, and he was kind of like the recruiter for new talent. Um, so their example of new talent and what they go through and in interviewing with Vince McMahon and everything is a young man who went on to become Draws. Yeah. And at the time, his name is Puke. Let's play that. Puke! Or on the referee itself. Then, of course, the ring announcer would, you know, then say your name. So they just established that, like, uh, he can throw up on demand. Command. And Vince is like... I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, same shit. On demand. On command. Comcast sponsored the puke. Are you fixing it? <laughs> you fixing me? Are you correcting me? So this is a... Uh, so Vince is like, well, that's great. And then after you throw up on your opponent or throw up on the ref, perhaps, the announcer can go, he's puke. Well, let's let Vince take it away. I just loved the fact that they were like seriously weighing having a guy who... I think he tried it for a period, and he was like, no, I'm going to go by... I think by the it. other guys were like, no, I don't want to be thrown up on. <laughs> Somebody was like, no. I'm just a ref. I'm not getting paid enough to get thrown up on by this gross asshole. And it, it's like, since you've got the fundamentals and so forth, and I think you're ready to go with it, I, I think that, you know, puke is... Puke is good. Puke I mean, is I think good. Puke is nice. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. That's great. <laughs> no, that's right. Everybody yeah. always gives me stuff about it. That's good. No, no. It's... It fits the WWF attitude. Okay. Uh, attitude era, dog. And so this is also at like a round table meeting, like in a conference room. Vince is like they're talking coffee. about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Draws is just happy to be like, getting a contract. So he's just like, oh, yeah, whatever you say, Vince. But they're like, puke, puke is good. Puke they all is, got like it's the, a vibe. It's chill. The Anderson Coopered furrow brow, everyone at the table. Is Very like, serious no, meeting. Yes, yes, puke. Yes, puke. Yes, puke. Can, so then he could puke. <laughs> good to me. You think you're ready for right, it? Ready to roll with it. Look at a young Shane McMahon. I've got one thing I need to do for me, okay? And that's going to be right back over here. Wow. Stud. Dude, this is like backroom, uh, like a uh, casting couch. Yes. This is what this is for wrestlers. It's like before we like let you be puke and right. then you're going to puke on the ref in your match because we're going to give you money to do that. Let me see how good you got to. You got to. <laughs> let me see you take your panties off. Let me see you throat this cock without puking. I've been waiting for this. Okay. I guess okay. you want, me you want a little coffee or what? Huh? Remember oh, ghetto I gaggers? <laughs> do I remember the site I, I was visiting yesterday? Huh? <laughs> Can you do that? Huh? So weird. Honestly, this is so weird. I've seen this before. But like to just the way he's like, I had an idea. Huh? Like your whole persona is gonna be based around puke. This is the and part he's like, all right, okay. And he goes, but you gotta do it right now. And if you can't where, do it right now, you're not puke. But this is where Vince ramps it up. You're gonna get sick? Love it. That's a possibility. Huh? Oh. Huh? Oh my god, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's coming at puke! He's gonna puke! <laughs> He's gonna puke! He's gonna He's gonna puke! He's not puking, by the way. He just spit. <laughs> he couldn't He couldn't get it up. But he got the job. Right hey, now mama. he's on the phone with his agent like... No, it's his mom. <laughs> I got canned. I couldn't puke. I could only uh, hawk a lug and then they Total can't. opposite. <laughs> hey, mom. Good oh, news. Well. Um, you'll be real proud of me, mama. I gagged into a garbage <laughs> bin for Vince McMahon and now I got a future. Oh, yeah. I'll be paralyzed in a year. Projectile vomiting. How do you become a wrestler? The same way you become a doctor. So the documentary ends uh, with a little note that unfortunately after like two weeks before the distribution of this film, Draws was paralyzed in a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, Draws also played football at the University of Maryland before playing uh, for various teams in the NFL, including the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Denver Broncos. He made his professional wrestling debut with the WWE in 1998 and also became known as Puke because of his ability to vomit on command, or as Term would say, demand. Um, and then, yeah, in 99, a year later, he suffered a neck injury during a SmackDown match with D'Lo Brown uh, that he, where he became quadriplegic. Eventually, he regained strength in his upper body. Um, but he never was able to get Jesus. out of that wheelchair. D'Lo, you were just to, supposed to smack him down. Yeah. You were supposed to pinch my thigh if you were short of air. So, and then the other Palmer Squares tie-in is if you watch our video, the Palmer Squares and the entre-producers get turned up in the house. Oh, no way. There's a scene right before, like it's half TPS Reports video, and then we do a rap over an entre-producers beat in the second half. Um, and... 
it starts with a zoom in on a WWF action figure that I think we had spiked a uh, a, a paper clip or a, uh, a safety pin through its tongue or its ear or something. Uh, Irrelevant detail. But yeah, it's the, it's draws. <laughs> The action figure that we're starting I had the, the shot draws on. action figure yep. for sure. He wore plaid shorts. Yeah. Had kind of like a braided mohawk. Uh-huh. That's it. I don't know this because I just watched Beyond the Mat today. I know this because I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Attitude Era. I was there. I lived it. Let's see. Let's see if I can find the spot here with the, <laughs> with the draws action figure. Why would the internet work? There we go. Literally not worth even playing. So we're who's the, the next? only people oh, seeing it. Yeah. That's him right there. That's draws. <laughs> that is the draws action That's draws. figure. Though. I'm glad we got it in there. You didn't lie. <laughs> I needed to make sure. I was Ladies and right. gentlemen, he did not lie. <laughs> no cap. Um, all right. Legends never cap. Last one. Last one. Oh, you guys! It is with the the heaviest of hearts that we Chicagoans report the passing of Dick. Beyondy. Yes, this week Dick has crossed over into the great beyond. The how old was Dick Beyondy? Ninety years young. Chicago radio legend Dick Beyondy bites the dust. Dick Beyondy, an acclaimed Chicago radio personality and radio Hall of Fame member, who was the first American DJ to play the Beatles on air, died June twenty-sixth. That's a pretty crazy credit to have your name 90. as a broadcaster. Seriously, I didn't know that. He spent most of his 67-year career entertaining the greatest radio audience in the greatest city in the world, Chicago. Heard on WLS, WCFL, WMAQ, WBBM, and WJMK. His radio and rock and hall of fame voice will remain as part of the soundtrack of our lives. Is this your Dick Biondi impression? Dick Biondi. <laughs> um, I play Johnny B. Good. Enough. Not for Johnny B. Good enough. But for Dick Biondi, because uh, when I saw um, Chuck Berry live, and he was too old to do the show, he like collapsed over the keyboard, and then they ushered him off stage. Yeah. Dick Biondi is who came out and was like, we're sorry, folks. Chuck's a little tired. <laughs> we thank you for coming out and listen to, wasn't he like 94.7 oldies guy? Yeah. That used to be the oldies station. It's something else now. Well, R.I.P. Dick Beyondy. Hardly knew ye. Can you pull up for Dick? We can pull up for Dick. Up for Dick. The thing is, though, you said last one. Can I, I slurp some for Dick? Maybe we could just do a, a, a quick Here's encapsulation the of the other. I don't know this guy. It's not this guy. I thought there was like a bunch. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know the fat guy either. The husband, Caleb Willingham, right, uh, no, no, of the 1,000-pound sister, yeah, honorable Tammy match. Slayton. We got to do it. Uh, Caleb Willingham, dead at 40. He doesn't even look that fat. I mean, this is just from the neck up. And yeah, he does. First <laughs> of all. Oh, shit. Caleb Willingham. Yeah, no. Uh, best known oh, as the husband yes. of a thousand pound sister star Tammy Slayton has died. His stepmom, Shirley Willingham, confirmed um, and couldn't provide details of his cause of death. I think we could take an educated guess. He always um, has like, uh, now I recognize. Yeah, he's always got the like, tube in his throat. Yeah. He's so fat, he's got a tube in his throat. What does that say? It's just constantly feeding him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a health thing. Yeah, chewing burns too many calories. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Caleb. Um, here, hey, here's a little, here's a short clip of him, just for reference. It's him and Tammy getting married on Thousand Pound Sisters. And they're being, being rolled in. Carted in on... Not even in a wheelchair. She's just being rolled in. <laughs> just like down a hill. <laughs> I saw Caleb at the altar. I saw Caleb I at the altar. doves and butterflies. Doves and butterflies. She got the, the throat tube too. Doves and butterflies. It's like Lady in the Tramp with an, instead of spaghetti noodle, breathe. it's it's a throat tube. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please don't talk over this. I got a good one. <laughs> like, God has opened a God has opened a It's magical. Um, also, we have um, born and raised founder Chris Spanto print up dies following a car accident. What the hell is that? Um, Los Angeles based clothing brand what born the and hell raised. Is born and raised. Um, he was 42 and he suffered injuries in a crash on June 25th. Mm. And uh, we also have, well, we did Dick Biondi. And then there's this guy. 
uh, Joe Lindner dead bodybuilding YouTube star. Oh, Joe Stetics. Joe Stetics. Oh yeah, Joe Stetics. Everybody knows Joe Stetics. It rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Joe Stetics. Joe Stetics <laughs> dies at thirty in girlfriend's arms as she reveals cause of death. Wait, she revealed the cause while she was holding him, or I don't know. It's a confusing headline. Also. How did she not die in his arms? Look at those things. Right. It's a camel clutch. He died Humble. with her in his arms. I don't know. He looks like, when you look at a bodybuilder's body like that, it, it does to fake. me, yeah, it doesn't look like the epitome of health. It looks like problematically, it looks like his the heart veins are popping out like. Is stressed and yeah. straining every second to stressed? get blood to those muscles and to continue pumping. Yeah, uh, she revealed that Joe died while they were cuddling. Shortly after gifting her a custom-made necklace with her name on it, Nisha posted on Instagram, he was in my arms, then this just, then this is just happening too fast. Three days ago, uh, he kept he kept said that he had pain in his neck. We I think uh, they were German, so I think they, they don't... Fair enough. English is not a primary language for this woman. Um, so yeah, I guess he had died from like a sudden and severe neck pain. Yeah, you, you try and deadlift a million. You try and deadlift Tammy Slayton, you know. You're going to have a sore neck, dude. <laughs> a, a fatally sore neck. <laughs> in any event, rest in peace to all of our fallen legends this week. Uh, the death of Joe Stetics is hitting hard. Life is short, people. Be good to each other. Speaking I mean, of short people, I went to the store have today. have to be that short. And old Midge was fucking working the Ugh. checkout. You punt her across the. No, I would, and she like she had her eyes all over me, dude. She she just likes you. And sometimes like she she had to like help me with three things. The lights going off. Old Midge is coming over. That's There's, when you the second they help you and then walk away. That's when you no, dude. Pay. Uh, she she has earned her keep at the store because I've talked about some. I'll just leave the like whatever the the bubblies and the sodas on the bottom of the cart and I won't scan them. I'll just like scan my grocery groceries and if right. there's some drinks down there, who's really looking? I'll just I'll just uh, wheel them on out of there. Midgets, midgets, that's who. So, <laughs> people who are at eye level with your bubblies, exactly. So as soon as I see her, I just make a decision. I'm not even playing that game today. You win, pussy. Listen, old midge, you win. <laughs> I see it she, as a challenge. She I comes love over. A good challenge. She looks at the list. She got nothing on me. She looks and like at my scroll and like she. I swear to God, that's she's unprecedented. On top of everything, it's crazy. That's crazy. I was stealing, making me pay every dollar. Self checkout the other day, and I scanned one of the items I I was going to pay for. I scanned it. And it was like organic cherry tomatoes. And it, they didn't have it in the system. A little thing comes up. So I have, I, the lady has to come over and put in the price. And she goes, do you remember how much it was? I go, uh, I think like 380 Yeah. And she just hits two. She helped me steal. Actually, now that you mention it, she did help me steal something. She gave me a song. Old Midge actually was cool for the first time today because there were strawberries without a thing to scan on them. And in my head, I was like, I'll just like weigh them as bananas and get them for less anyways. These strawberries would have been like four bucks for the for the, right. the thing I was buying. Always weigh She couldn't find a thing and she just punched them in as 99 cents. And she goes, here, they're 99 exactly. cents today. And I was like, They do hey, that. We could have been hanging out months ago. They do that in addition to me stealing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great when you're stealing and an employee walks over and, and then they steal more a discount right. while you're stealing. So you don't even know what you just did. <laughs> she's like, I do. Fuck this place. Yeah, I guess she's pretty cool when it all comes down to it. Hell yeah. Um, I was going to say, nothing gets by her, but those strawberries, she didn't give a damn. Uh, R.I.P. everybody. Let's Why do midgets hate strawberries? <laughs> <laughs> For what funny reason can a midget dislike strawberries? Short cake? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah! Count it, dude. All right. Last shot, and then let's do a fan question. R.I.P. Joe Stetics. You Damn. muscly freak. My babe is getting fucked up. What are you doing out there? You know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He deserved to die. <laughs> Wait, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Joe Stetics. Right, right. Look right. at that. It's not natural. Yeah. Eat one pizza, have one eighth the muscle. 3.5. <laughs> Clouding up my windows before the show. We did a whole podcast about race rumor. You didn't you didn't say that part in the intro? I don't know why. Shit. I don't know why I passed it up. Damn, I thought that was a great callback. For real though, my babe out here, she was eating shrooms earlier. She's taking shots of whiskey for just walking through the room obits. And then oh, she just yeah. crossed the room again with like this crazy one of those like gorilla glue pre rolls with the dip She's and sniffing and glue that. out there? Yeah, dude. She pinching on the lawn. <laughs> I play croquet out there. Melina's living her best life. Yeah, she, it's her day off of work, and she's right. fucking acting like it. All right, here's to Melina. My babe. 
All right, let's do a fan question or two or three or whatever. It's time for fan questions. Riddle dee, riddle dee, riddle doodle, riddle dee, riddle dee, riddle All right, let's see what we got here. Here we go. Five clouds up my window, and I can't see it all. What's up, chicken fuckers? Been stuck in Axe Song Legend. The one working overtime on the job site while working 14 hour days. Kept me going. Good shit. Yeah! You only finished yet, though. After this new album drops, it's like 22 Jump Street said, and it burst through that ceiling. Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going talking on. About. Thanks for listening to my song, mister. Burst through that ceiling. I think this is the guy who called and asked us about uh, the Thanks thing for, we didn't answer. <laughs> Thanks for drinking on the job, friend. Hey, that's what we're doing. What did we not answer? No, we did. It was a week late. I think it's just the guy. I think we... Never mind. It's not even worth not, revisiting. I have to remember. Also, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't comment on how they dealt with fucking Mr. Buttermilk Biscuits there after he passed. Like, was it a crew of power lifters carrying his casket? Was it, uh, was, was it, it sounds like my friend ordering 10 shots of tequila the other night. I did nothing it's, wrong. It's like you slurred your words and your eyes look like Frisbees. Right. Go. Yeah, the whole night. Get out. He's he, like, I won't be where I'm treated like an enemy. He's like, they didn't. I'm like, <laughs> they didn't kick you out. He just said, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, the he bartender, said, I'm sorry. The bartender unsheathed his sword. <laughs> he, he said, ten paces and duel. He was a douche. <laughs> he was an enemy. I get it. The bartender. But, but the all he did was say, I'm sorry. I can't serve you anymore. Right. He didn't say, get out. And then I tried to buy a run of shots, and he saw right through me. He's like, if it's for that guy, I can't give you those Fucking shots. Fucking like, dork. He's actually, it's like, it's his discretion as the bartender Who's to cut the someone off. now? Um, so yeah, even, even without a bunch of alcohol, our buddy is a little slurry at yeah. times, if, but yeah, he's so, a midget, a mental midget. <laughs> he wasn't, uh, his brain is made out of strawberry shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he was, he's the guy with the mushrooms. And at one point he hands me some, this giant bag. He's like, want some? I just nibbled. I grabbed a stem and a cap, like, fuck it. Pop it in Get up the vibe. night, just a little bit. A it's little a vibe. vibe. It's chill. So and that's what he said. He goes, these are pretty mellow. They're pretty chill. And then he offered me some more, and I was already feeling those a little bit. I'm like, that's actually all I'm, I'm not trying to be. Right. You know, we were going out that night. It's like, I'm not trying to be like hallucinating for real. I'm wasted already. I'm wasted. So anyways, and then he keeps nibbling. I'm like, Every like 20 minutes, he nibbles another stem and a cap. you eat and put them away. And he's just like, you want some more? They're chill. It's they're not chill. a snack. I'm like, they're not going to be chill anymore <laughs> when, you, when you eat the equivalent of four grams of them. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be off. chill anymore. <laughs> And yes, he did get cut off. Uh, this guy goes on. You will, uh, uh, God rest his soul. Either way, I'm curious. I can't find the answer on the Ethernet. So. All right, sir, you're cut off. Yes, sir, you're you're our friend from Saturday night. You're cut off. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my song, though. I appreciate that. You're you're the real legend out here working 14 hour days. I bet it's laborious. I bet you got you know. You know, uh, calluses, hard calloused hands on your wiener. <laughs> Still calluses on your hands from cranking that wean so hard. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, let's do another call, though. Cranking that wean. Um, here. What up, Palmer Squares? It's Gabriel again. Um, first things first. Act Legends was fucking awesome. Hit some buttons. Second thing. That is correct. Where do you, do you guys think 50 Cent is in the top 50 rappers? No. He didn't and ask. And thirdly. So do you guys think? I ain't got nothing. So, uh, fucking killing it, guys. <laughs> Everybody's falling apart at the end. Crazy, dude. Um... I thought he you'd said think, a lot of people listen to the show. You'd think we can get one call with like a just a coherent inquiry. Yeah, that's like all the callers this week. Interesting sound like for others to hear me us. Me and our friend on Saturday just hammered. Yeah, dude, when you sent me today, uh, we were texting and I said to bring your laptop because I needed to airdrop you some some footage I shot of the band, right. uh, your roommate's band. And you said, and I'll airdrop you the puke clip for a full minute, dude. I was thinking, 
oh shit dude I, I blacked out and i puked right and term has a clip of me puking that we're gonna play in the pod so embarrassing he doesn't know that i forgot that i puked and he has video of it and then i remembered oh draws, oh, yeah, draws. puke died <laughs> and i was like whoo but for real i was like oh dude i puked didn't i oh thank god draws died <laughs> Uh, I thought he implied that 50 Cent is in the top 50, and he said, where in the top 50 do you put him? Oh, I heard, do you guys think 50% is in the top 50? Fifth. Where's he at? I put Uh, put him fifth. Um, Eighth grade me, number one. He's number one. What's crazy is we're the complete opposite of eighth grade me or whenever that, that Get Rich or Die Trying album came out. I didn't listen to it, it didn't care for the First singles rap album i bought was not into 50 cent at all not now, counting kid rock i listen to him every single week because it's in my like jog workout when i work out i always listen to oh, like yeah. you my gotta, rap songs it's your birthday when you're jogging uh, that's actually not in it but there's so many other songs patiently waiting yo em you, you know you're my favorite white boy right we all know we, we can see you on the treadmill like I don't give a fuck if it's your birthday <laughs> um many men <laughs> for sure fuck. Uh, the Pop Smoke remix. Uh, what, what What's the one that's like uh, the fucking... Uh, I, I was, was a, a poor po- dude. Now yeah. I'm a rich dude. What's that called? Poor Little Rich. Poor Little Rich. My favorite That's song. a great song. So even now, if you ask you me when I was me in... You in the 4.6, dude. you ask in me... In the backseat funneling, your bitch, dude. When I was in high school, I would have been like, dude, he's not even in the top 150. Now, I, if, if I saw a list that somebody put out and he was in the top 50, it would not bother me. Right, and it's because now I have this appreciation for that album and him in general as like a whatever at this point like a OG. He's a fucking old man in his fifties who sustained like a rap career for a pretty long time, and even after the raps faded, he stayed relevant with like I don't know announcing boxing matches and buying vitamin water or whatever. And like I don't know, I respect it, but I didn't for a long time. Much like uh, T Pain, I didn't like for a long time, and now I think he's right. like give him his flowers. We grew now. into it. I grew into it, so uh, I think he belongs in the top fifty, or at least damn, I wouldn't be bothered if anybody put him in the top. How come 50? I haven't started the show with? I let my watch talk for me, my whip talk for me, my get talk for me. Blah. What up, homie? <laughs> my watch team. Hi, Shawty. We can be friends. My we playing bitch. Get in. <laughs> playing bitch. <laughs> No, the watch is saying, Shorty. My earrings say, we can hit them all together. Shorty, it's only right that we ball together. Next line. Um, I'm into bigger things. Y'all dudes, y'all know my style. My wrist bling, bling. My, my shit bling, blow. Uh, so, yeah, he's my pretty great. My talk saying, 50, I'm sick. That's why these dudes is on my dick. Some hate me, some love my shit. Remember we were Puss. hanging out with uh, Quell, and he goes, this is the line he pointed out. <laughs> he thinks there's like sneak gay shit in, in mainstream <laughs> right. hip-hop. And they he love goes, my shit? He goes, flex my man, he gonna bump my shit. Bump my shit, bro? Pause. That was an early pause. Early pause. Pre-pause pause. <laughs> Yo, bump my bump shit? Bump my shit? Or he said, uh, dude's just trying to stick me for my paper? Right, that was the Stick one. <laughs> me for my, come on, bro, stick, stick me for my paper? Stick what? Where exactly? I was like, I don't know, I think they mean like stab him? Right. He's like, no, man, they mean clap them cheeks. Yeah, I think they're, no, well, they're talking about like pulling a jack move. A what? <laughs> a jack what, exactly? You moving up and down, <laughs> jacking? <laughs> All right, here's uh, one last question. Scotty from Canada here. Little tipsy on this evening. Uh, what is with our callers being Everybody's drunk this week. And us. That's a holiday. Fourth of July. Fair enough. Show enough. What's the difference between Chicago White Sox Chicago. and Chicago Cubs fan? I've always wondered if there's a difference between the fan bases. Thanks. That's a serious Take question? Some of them have to travel to the north side uh, uh, to, to witness a Cubs performance, while the south side is home to the Chicago Sox White fans Sox. are fucking hardworking Chicagoans and Cubs fans are fucking suburbanite queefs. There's a lot of suburbanites. answered it. There's a lot of suburbanites that like the Sox, too. Yeah. I think the colors alone lean in favor of the Sox. The yeah, black, black and white people like cool. socks. White people like the Cubs. Black people like wearing socks while they have sex. <laughs> and white people... Uh, no, the, the Chicago Cubs, red and blue, has always seemed very like elementary to me. When I see a grown man decked out in Cubs gear, I'll be like... Like, oh, like a kid, you know, but yeah, in the socks gear, it actually looks like uh, some some cold ass shit, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? it's because Snoop Dogg used to wear the hat, right? More gangsters appreciate the socks, yeah, because it's south the side. south side socks. It's yeah. fr- it's 
It's a more of a gangster thing. The Sox fan culture is more of the blue collar, working class, South yeah. Side Chicagoans, and the Cubs fans are more of the North Side, well to do, yuppie shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be around like, Wrigleyville and try not to blow your fucking head off. Yeah, Wrigleyville also doesn't do um, Wrigley Field walk and the Cubs the franchise any favors because <laughs> in in Wrigleyville, it's not just Cubs fans. The whole neighborhood is like designed to be an amusement park for alcoholics. They it doesn't matter it, who you root for. Uh, I was the, the area is such a disaster. That's one thing where it's like the Sox don't have that at all. There is no, no like bar strip nightlife. It's off the fucking There's expressway. No revenue on the south side. And it's only um it's only on the north side around Wrigley Field where that's it's just dime a dozen like It used to be worse to me. Sloppy uh faux nightclub bars. It's club. It's it's the clubby, yeah. preppy, pop collars, stripy shirts. Uh, dress code, wait in line, tss, 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 yeah. type of atmosphere. Um, but I was just out there uh, with Berta. We went to one of those dispensaries in Wrigleyville, and I gotta say, like, uh, I hate it less than I did when I was in college. Anytime we as friends would like go drinking in Wrigleyville, me too. There's a dread on the way of like, ugh, the douchebags we are going to encounter yeah. all night. Back in the day, it was like we were living in Chicago. And we we were hip to areas like Bucktown, Wicker Park, Logan Square, where we lived by you know in Palmer Square Park, basically. And these were like cool nightlife atmospheres to me. But when anybody else we knew would come to the city to drink, it's like we're going to Wrigleyville. We're going to Wrigleyville. It's like all, it's like the, the rest of the city didn't exist to them. I gotta pay a cover. I gotta not be able to even have a conversation. Right, loud and fucking annoying. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say that. Uh, just in general, I've been to plenty of games at both stadiums, and I feel like Wrigleyville—not not Wrigleyville, Wrigley Field has a uh, a certain panache. It is way more of a tourist destination. It's just a—it's even a, uninteresting Cubs games are sold out. Right. Interesting Sox games are like seventy percent capacity. To be in Wrigley Field is something that's pretty fucking cool. Packed. I think. Yeah. Nobody comes to Chicago to like take pictures of the sign of the fucking Sox. No. Sorry. You'll but the big, the legendary Wrigley Field sign, you could walk by it at any time at any day and there's tourists yeah. be like, we're in front of Wrigley Field. And if you could get in there and see a game, even if you're not a baseball fan, I think it's worth like... Yeah, people go just to see a game there. Just to see the Ivy. It's, it's not like, even really about what team they're playing or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a legendary... Uh, stadium, and they've poured in the last few years a zillion dollars into that neighborhood and reconstructed everything around Wrigley. It's all like red brick, and it all looks the same and nice. It's all renovated. Right. It's better than it used it's to like be. It's like a Remember historical the landmark. The it's Wrigley just be Field. Like a McDonald's and some shitty Irish bar. It's still there. The McDonald's still there. Probably. But they they redid everything, and it, it looks. I will admit, it looks nice because they poured a zillion dollars into it. Yeah. I think uh, it's it's a historical landmark more than guaranteed rate field. It's Comiskey. will ever be. You know what I mean? Right. They knocked down Comiskey and built guaranteed rate. And, and maybe it says more about me, but I can never hear someone talk about a Sox game without thinking about guaranteed rape. It just sounds like guaranteed rape well, field. You're going to the south, south side. side. <laughs> Every Sox fan still calls it Comiskey Park. Yeah, Even Sears Tower. It, that's it, it not was, called it's that literally anymore. Literally a new park. They knocked down Comiskey and built this one. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, callers. I think we cleared that up. South side till I die, right. bro, even though I'm not from the south side. Right. I was raised in a Sox You know what's funny? You, you're like the, the fucking rich, yuppie north siders. You only go to Sox games because your rich fucking north side uncle has season tickets. That's 100% <laughs> To true. the Sox stadium. <laughs> Lives in Highland Park. <laughs> yeah! All right, you guys. Uh, I think I already mentioned I have a new song out. It's called Legends. Go listen to it if you haven't already. And even if you have, if you haven't followed Acumental on Spotify, uh, please do that because uh, I do have a, a trick up my sleeve for the future. But it ain't about that right now. You know what's more important? Junkyard Samurai pre-save link. Junkyard Samurai. In the bio right now. Um, yeah, the follow-up to the uh, highly acclaimed first project. Palmer Squares, Prob Cause, Junkyard Samurai. Triple uh, Platinum. The rest of the album will be out next Friday, July 14th. So excited to share the remaining songs with you fine people. What else? Uh, Get some uh, merchandise at palmersquares.com slash shop uh, for all your Palmer Squares merchandise needs. And sign up to become a patron at patreon.com slash palmersquares. All patrons... We'll receive 20% off any Palmer Squares merch orders. 
Yup. Amongst many other perks, including 20 plus hours of bonus podcast episodes, mm-hmm. including the one that we're going to record in two minutes. Uh, fan mail. Send it to the Palmer Squares oh at P.O. Box 47772. Did you say that Please. too? Please. Did you say that? No, but four seven 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 two Chicago, Illinois six zero six four. Feels like years since there's been anything in it, and I check it pretty regularly. And Miles I feel is like hooking me up with some wheels and some trucks. A dope. The frequency at which I open this box to find nothing in it. The people yeah. at the post office are laughing at me every time I see them. They chuckle. Uh, we have some upcoming shows in August. Starting at the end of August, we're in Sandusky, Ohio. We're going to be in Baltimore with Wax and Jarve and the Grilled Lincolns. Uh, we're going to be at Nelson Ledges with Badfish for their Fall Badfish event. Uh, Toby Raps and a lot of other acts on the two-day event. Nelson Ledges! Uh. I believe we're playing the 22nd of September. It's a couple-day fest, but we're only playing one day. Right. And I assume I- we have one set. But I didn't yeah. know which day. I think it's the 22nd. I'll confirm. Nice. I'll be back with more information next week. And then, yeah, Halloween, Fort Walton Beach, Florida, opening for Tropidelic, as well as Jacksonville, Florida, November 1st, Deland, Florida on the 2nd, Stewart, Florida on the 3rd, Atlanta, Georgia on November 10th, and Murfreesboro, Tennessee on November 11th. Murph! I just watched Interstellar the other day. So good. The space stuff is so good. Yeah. Can't stand Jessica Chastain. And even Casey Affleck and the Earth, their his kids. Earth, Earth. Welcome to Earth. Murph down on Earth. <laughs> it stinks. It really does stink. The whole Jessica Chastain like goes to her brother's house where she grew up and she hasn't been there for years, and she goes up to her room while her brother is like uh, tending to the field that she just lit on fire, and she's in there for two seconds, and there's some like dust from the dresser, and she just goes, "It's dead." Communicating from she just figures it out out of nowhere and then goes like he programmed he remember he programs the whatever like into the watch yeah. it makes no sense at all still the best space movie bar none he crushes this everything in space is amazing i'm not even gonna Immaculate. nitpick the earth stuff the earth stuff stinks the space stuff is what it's all about you still we already did this on the podcast like a year and a half ago but there are no better space movies as a well-rounded thing even if you hate the Earth stuff, well the Martian fucking thing? stinks. Are we talking about Earth? Galaxy Quest. Done. Yeah, right. Better movie than Interstellar. Yeah, right. It's not I'll a, it's not a space Quest movie. I'll watch hundred times before I watch Interstellar again. It's a comedy. So what? It's a comedy it's not movie. It's a real space movie. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. They it's go through joke. the minefield. It's a joke. My ship is carrying mines. <laughs> Dragging mines? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not even a question. Do Interstellar stoned? rules. Dude, Galaxy Quest fucking kicks Interstellar's dick off of its body. Not even a contest. <laughs> it chops it off and throws it into the tall grass, never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing you said all the other promo stuff, so let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck. Um, here's my song Legends by me, Acumenal. <laughs> but don't just hear it now. Go stream it and get my numbers up, please, for the love of Christ. Right. Don't just download this episode and then put it in quick time and then trim just the end part off and then only no, listen no, to no, the no, 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 <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Pay for, for your strawberries. For real. This is a little this is a little free sampler. You guys, follow me on Spotify. It, uh, you'll be glad you did later. Trust me. Um, so yeah, here's Legends. And uh, see you on Patreon in a second. Kill Whitey. Hell yeah! Kill Whitey. Everybody gets one chance to do something great. Most people never take the chance because they're too scared or they don't recognize it when it spits on their shoes. This is your big chance. You shouldn't let it go by. Heroes get remembered, legends never die. Can't help but shine, I'm catching wreck in record time. Spent my life defying death with every rhyme. Cause heroes get remembered, legends never die. Heroes get remembered, legends never die. I'm breaking death defying records every time. In my stomach lining, but but I'm fly with the butterfly. Top flight, godlike, going colorblind to the stoplight. Can't stop, it's just not right. Working overtime at the job site. Self-driven, mobilize on the road, maximum overdrive. Get it done when I'm on the mic. Y'all know it's live. Turn the system up. Silver tongue, golden eye, taking home a smoking hot trophy wife. My Bowie knife, turn you to a ghost or a poltergeist. No, you won't survive. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. 
legends never die. Feel the earth move. Carol King, bring it to your door like Caroling. My girl so bougie, if it ain't Vera Wang, she don't wear a thing. This evolution is evergreen. When I set the bar, you will never reach it. Compelling people to pledge allegiance, perpetually spitting clever speeches. Looking like a professional rapper. When I pull up in an accurate legend, people say accurate legend. We ain't impressed with the rest of these actors. Now do I have your attention? Don't ever question the master. I tell you to head for the hills, but you can't prevent an impending disaster. I've got a confession to make. I never step on the brake. Get out the Cause at the end of the day, I won't feel bad for the mess that I made It's ecumenical to great, the enemy of any federal state Ay, I'm getting steadily paid, then celebrating with confetti and cake Heroes get remembered, legends never die Can't help but shine, I'm catching wreck and wreckage